Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. We have some testimonies in the house today. Amen. Oh, this side, you're not excited about testimonies. Well, put your hands together as we welcome our first testimony for the day. This is Amponsa. Put your hands together for her as she comes on stage. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Susie. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and I would like to share your testimony. My testimony is in three quotes. Wow. So my first testimony is about how God has blessed me as an entrepreneur. Wow. Um, I started a lingerie business and by the grace of God, okay. I've opened a second branch. Wow. Yes, right here in Kumasi. So now I have two shops, two very beautiful and vibrant shops by the grace of God and through the prayers of mommy. She's always been there. Wow. Always there dedicating the shop, praying with me. I mean, I can share my ideas with her and I get feedback. So I just want to thank God for that blessing. As COVID happened and so many businesses were folding up, mine rather shut up and mm. I just kept going up. Despite wow. all the economic That's an amazing testimony. You know how sometimes some businesses you you run the business with CDs, yeah. but with this one, it's okay. foreign exchange and all that. So when a dollar goes, goes up, up the, it affects the oh. prices. But then through it all, God has been God very has been faithful. faithful. Wow. Yes. My second testimony is about how um, through the grace of God, I've been able to start another business. Wow. And it's a food processing business. So I had to go through FDA processes. And I started last year in April. Mm. Then after the form filling was August. It's been a long journey. A long journey. And at the point, I wanted to give up because it's hectic. Even getting someone to even come and say that I have the facility to come and look at wow. it was a problem. Was it was a big problem? And someone said that, oh, go and pay an agent to do it for you. Why are you hey, going through all the stress? FDA too. Yes. Your agents there. <laughs> then I had a couple of clients who had gone to the person and said, as for me, I stopped halfway because I couldn't continue. Wow. But I kept at it. Kept um, pastor came to pray over the facility. Oh, wow. She helped to link me to a pastor, one of the UD pastors who happens to work at the FDA office wow. in Accra, who helped to move oh, things for them to come and just inspect the place. Oh. So I remember the last day I had to send my samples um, for them to take to the headquarters in Accra. Okay. When I got there, then the guy who came to the inspection said that, oh, when you finish, there's someone who wants to see you here. Okay. So when I finished submitting everything, filling the forms and everything, then I went there. Then he said that, oh, this is Rosario. Wow. Then in the office, everybody said, oh, so you are Rosario, you are Rosario. And I said, yes. They, they know your name in Accra. Apparently, they know my name. 
right and Kumasi, everybody knows Kumasi. Rosario, but they didn't wow. know who it was. Hey. And they said they got notification from they got net notification from Accra that they have to go and inspect Rosario That's it. factory. That's it. Yes, and and he said he didn't even need to know the person who he was going to, who he was working the thing out for to. Yes, but he just, because of the person who asked him wow. to initiate the inspection, pastor. he just oh, did it. Beautiful. I didn't have to know my face. Maybe if you had seen my black together. face. <laughs> if you had seen my face, they wouldn't have come. But, and by God's grace, on 1st February, I was right there when I got a notification that wow. my food product had been approved. Oh, by the it's now approved so it can be on the market, it can since go April. beyond Ghana by since April. April last year, wow. by God's grace. And then my third testimony wow. is a testimony about divine healing. Okay, tell us. So last year, I had to go through a couple of medical procedures. I, can, I cannot give all the details, don't, don't but give us. yes, a couple of medical procedures. And when I started the procedures, I started with medication and a couple of injections and things. Mm-hmm. And I was okay. Every time I go for a checkup, they say, oh, you are okay. You are really strong. Everything is okay. Mm-hmm. Everything is fine. Scans were showing fine. Everything, everything was okay. Everything was okay. Then towards um, December, I complained to my daughter that I'm not feeling too well. I feel, I mean, there are certain things and I've read about it. And when I read about it, the side effects can actually lead to death. Hey. Yes. So. Everybody I, say, God forbid. God forbid. So I talked to him about it and he said, oh, you're yeah, thinking too far, the amount side effects, don't, don't let us go here. I said, okay. So even three days to a major, uh, about six days to a major um, procedure, procedure yeah. I complained again. Mm-hmm. And I said that I am not feeling too well. Doctor, doctor. Then he said, oh, I think it's just mild. It'll be hey. mild. I mean, the mild one is expected. So even at that one, I did the procedure, we will actually detain you, I mean, keep you here, give you something to manage it. Then I started, my body started reacting after a day afterwards. So I remember it was a Sunday, and that was the day my second, no, the Saturday before the Sunday, I actually, they kept me in the hospital, Mm. ran some IVs on me and everything. And the moments the the morphine started, the painkillers started going, the morphine started going, I started throwing up. Mm. So now, Every water I'll drink comes out after 30 minutes. Hey. Food goes in and comes out after 30 minutes. I was throwing up all over the place. Every drip they would give would come out. My body couldn't retain food. So I was kept there throughout the night. And in the morning, I was feeling okay. So they asked me. My daughter was not around. The next doctor who came said, Oh, you look okay. You can go home. Hey, these doctors. So I came home. <laughs> I came home. And somewhere in the afternoon, my husband came to the house after church. I was looking okay. Then um, LP Apele came around. They brought, I said I wanted to eat KNK. The KNK came. 13 minutes later, the KNK came out. Then okay. water. Started, so everything that happened the day before started happening again. And this one was severe. And my friend Kola had just come from Accra mm-hmm. to come and help the week of, I mean, the week I had to go into the theater yeah. for all those things. So when she came, after I had left the house, and I just told her that I feel dehydrated. Called my doctor, he asked me to come to the hospital. I just asked her to call my husband and I threw myself on the ground, threw up, and I didn't see anything again. Hey. When I woke up, I was in the hospital. And I mean, it was back and forth, back and forth. I, they stabilized me, I got better. The following day, they said they needed to move me from the ward I was in to another ward. 
and that involved me climbing a staircase. Okay. My husband told them that he doesn't think that I can climb the staircase climb the on my own. So they should bring a wheelchair. Then they said, oh, we think that we want the blood to circulate. And so we think she should walk. And I told them that I don't think I can walk. Hmm. Then they said, oh, it would, it's good for exercise and everything. So we started going. And my husband started going because he, he, he was on phone and he was going out. He said he, said he felt something, asked him to come back. Mm-hmm. And as we were climbing the staircase, I was being held by the nurse and by Scholastica. And I just told him that I can't climb the staircase. He said, oh, try. So I moved the first, and all through this time, I was in severe pains. I had been in pains for days. So I told him that I can't, and he said, try. So I moved, and then I screamed. The next thing I saw was me looking at myself from up the staircase. I don't know how, I, I, I mean, I can't explain it. You know, what she's trying to say is the way I'm looking at you, you're looking at me. She was standing looking at herself on the staircase. On the staircase. She wasn't in herself. She was outside looking at herself on the staircase. Yes. So all I saw was that I could see myself. I don't know how. If you ask me like, ah, but how where were you standing? I don't know why I was standing there. I could see myself on the staircase. Hey. Sprawled on the staircase. They were trying to gather me. My husband came, put me in a wheelchair, pushed the wheelchair. They ran past the wheelchair them was upstairs. Going. You were in there. So, yes. So they they ran upstairs Gwen and received him as he was trying to push the wheelchair. And I could see myself. I could I could see myself. So when I yes, so when I woke up, what they told me was that my body went into shock. Ah. Please, do you understand the testimony she's giving? That for a few seconds she was going, she could she was gone out of her body, could see her body moving, and she wasn't inside the body. So that that's the medical explanation they gave. And my, Later, what happened later, I had to be told. So I was told that, oh, they said my blood levels had immediately dropped. I couldn't breathe. They had to find oxygen. My doctor wasn't around. So I remember seeing a man who had a bag strapped to himself um, just before, I, I mean, I went off. And there was that man who came, rushed. And from that day, I didn't mean that. They said he was a doctor in the hospital, but I've not seen him. I didn't see him again till I left the hospital. Wow. And it was that man who said, oh, they have to find something called albumin to put on me. They have to get blood from cath and all that. If back and forth, I learned my husband was crying, praying, praying and crying. And everybody was alarmed. It, was, it, it, looked like, it looked as if they left everybody else in the hospital and were attending to me because everybody was just running around and all that. They had to sustain me. I couldn't breathe on my own. I don't think I could breathe. Because wow. I, after I saw myself, I didn't see any, I don't remember anything again. So I was like that for, I, for some reason. I, I, there was a picture I can't, sh- I can't show everybody, but mm-hmm. that when you look at that picture, that was even three days, two days after it happened, mm-hmm. that a picture was taken. And when you look at the picture, you can see the face of a dead person. You see wow. how when dead people, dead people are put in bed, they bloat, they look dark. Yeah. Yes, that's the exact picture. And all through those times, I was unresponsive. I had oxygen, so I was just, it was just the oxygen that was sustaining me. My body was cold, right from my feet up to my waist was cold. My hands were cold. The only part of my body that had a bit of warmth was just my heart and just this area 
Wow. The rest of the body was cold. So probably if I was in another facility, would have said that, oh, take it to the mortuary yeah, because a cold body that cannot breathe, that is being sustained by oxygen, external oxygen. It was just wow. and I was like that for a number of days. I was like that for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was just like that. And I remember Tuesday. On Monday, after it happened, later, some hours later, I was I was able to open my eyes and I saw Sister Joyce sitting right by my wow. bedside with Lady Put Red your Red. Hands together. What a pastor we have. LP one sitting there. And she was rubbing my body. I, I don't know how I woke up, but I think I, she was rubbing my body. Then she, she said I'll be fine. And then when I opened my mouth, I just said, Mommy, I saw myself. Oh. That was all I said. I saw myself. And there were times, the, that, that whole week, there were times in the hospital, I would tell my husband that he should allow me. I, I'm tired. Oh. I, I, I wanted to die. Yes, because at a point, the pain was so much, it was as if I could feel that, no, if I sleep, I won't wake up. Wow. If I, when I sleep, because the pain was so much, and they couldn't do anything to help. They were just giving morphine, they would give some painkillers. They couldn't do anything to help. And at a point, I just went like, I'm not sure I would wake up when I sleep. But my husband would be there in the morning. He would wake up and he would pray that these um, prayers. He would play that these prayers. He would wake up. He would do his quiet time standing by me. He would be reading out, out aloud. He would read Psalm 91. Oh, he would read Psalm 23. Wow. I couldn't talk. I couldn't talk. There were times I wanted to talk, but I couldn't talk. There were times that he would say, try saying Psalm 23. And I would start. But I couldn't. I couldn't open my mouth. I could do nothing. I had to learn how to eat. And I couldn't, I mean, if you put cocoa in my mouth, like one, two, and then that's it. Nothing else goes in. I couldn't walk. So after, when I started getting better, they ha- I had to start walking. I had, I had to be held yeah. to walk. I couldn't stand straight. And so many things happened. So, so many things happened. And I just think that God had mercy on me. Wow. Because... Later on, my doctor was actually alarmed and he was shaken because when the complicated type of the side effect happens, it's usually about 95% of the person dies. So for me to have gone through all those things and recovered, got better. You're standing here today sharing your testimony. Yes, after a week, I was out of the hospital. I told him that I was well. And he said, if if I am well and I think I want to go home, I should walk down to his consulting room and then he would discharge me. And I walked down from the consulting room. He discharged me. Give the Lord a shout! I got better. I I told my friends that I think I died, but God just had mercy on me. And I don't think that I don't think that if I wasn't in a church like this, yeah. where I have pastors praying for me, because as mommy was praying, my pastors in Benin were praying, wow. sending in prayers from Benin, Cote d'Ivoire. I just I don't think that I would be alive. God just had mercy. And I thank God for also giving me a husband who is from the house wow, who knows yeah. how to also pray and also, also, also how to believe. Because if if he wasn't someone who knew the things that we know in yeah. this house i don't think that he would have had the faith that he had to stand and to be there because when it happened usually when a woman is sick her family members come to take care of her mother yeah. or her auntie 
Me, I didn't have that too. It was my husband who was there day oh, and night. What a, what a day husband. Day and night, running shifts with collar. Day and night, sleeping there. Sleeping there, like he was sleeping there. And just being there, communicating with mommy, communicating with Lady Reverend. Always praying okay, with me. Even soup. Yes, wow. even soup. But when I came home, he was cooking. Hey. <laughs> he was cooking. And Lord have mercy. It's been just good. His mother was also there all the time, like praying with us, oh. being there, paying attention to us. And wow. I just want to thank God. Wow. I just want to thank God for such a, I've, I don't know, but I just want to thank God for such wow. a miracle, wow. for such a miracle that he has kept me, yeah. taking care of me. And because a, a few weeks that time, I also got COVID. Hey. So it's just been back and back to back, but wow. he just had mercy on me. And then now I'm alive, I'm well and healthy. Mr. what would you like to tell the church before you go? I would like to tell you that you are here for a reason. You are in a good place. In the UD, we are blessed that Bishop Doug prays for us all the yeah. time. We are blessed that the books that he has written teach us what to do when we are at some point in time. And there can be a day that a day can come when you want to pray but you can't pray. Mm. It's the people around you whose faith just comes yeah. together and helps you. So keep just be connected. Oh. Be connected and then God will always bless you. Amen. 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 Thank you. God bless you so much. Amen. your hands together for him and the testimony means that you also you shall be receiving your testimony hallelujah amen jesus said in matthew chapter 11 i think from verse 7 he was talking about john the baptist and he said that when you went out to see john the baptist what did you go out to see is it a leaf shaking with a reed and from i think verse 8 9 he said or you went to see a prophet. I don't know whether you came to this church to go and see, come and see the instrumentalists, or you came to the church to come and see the pianist playing. But I came to see a prophet. Hallelujah. Amen. And today, our pastor is in the house. Our prophet that the God, God has given to us is in the house. I want you to put your hands together. Let's welcome our pastor. He's the bishop of this cathedral. Put your hands together for Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Put your hands together for her. Yes, 
can search the whole world through and we'll never find someone like you. We're so grateful. Thank you for all that we have heard. Thank you for rescuing Susie and thank you for the different things you've done in our lives this week and in the past weeks. We are grateful. As we stand before your word today, Lord, may we hear with our inner man and may it make a change in us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. But before you take your seat, find your Bible wherever it is and just lift it up. Let's make our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Wow, what a day. I don't know where the time has passed. But let me quickly give you two announcements before I forget them. The first announcement is that our convention that we were going to start on Wednesday is being moved. Yeah, it's being moved one more week. I'm sorry about that. I'm not here and I just, you know, some way, some way you invite somebody to your house, then you rather, yeah, it's a bit some way. But by the grace of God, Bishop Atu will be with us next week, Wednesday, from the 15th to the 17th of February. Amen. And I believe that it will be. You see, me too, I want to be here and get the blessing some. Yeah. Now, this day, I don't know why it's turned to the sky when I'm standing here. But, okay. So, so please take note of, the, of it. And then Valentine's night, we're here. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Why, well, you don't have the flyer. Ah. We'll be here for a night to remember. Dinner costs you 50 Ghana cities. Guys, find your black tie. Just because it is, um, um, just because it is Valentine, we'll accept a red tie as well. And ladies, a nice red something. Or a black something. You can wear whatever you like, but put a bit of red in it, okay? Uh-huh. I thought it was a church. Once there's Valentine. Listen, I'm a pastor of young people. If we don't do, I know where they will go. Uh-huh. Are you there? So tell your neighbor, stop doing your two. No, you dear, you don't go anywhere. Every morning you wake up in your house, every evening in your house, you don't go anywhere. When you want to go out, you go to Bush Canteen. Please change it. Change it. Change it. Now, before I start preaching, I want you to hear from some very nice people who are visiting me today. Today we have a visit all the way from a country called New Zealand. You have to bend under the globe to look for it. But I have here with me two precious people who were church members of ours. What year? In fact, since they were students, and today, still has his PhD, and that's his wife, Rita. He's a reverend. He passed. Please, just come up. They can't see your face. They can't see your face. At least we have to hear their voice, isn't it? Uh-huh. So they pastor a church there. At least they have to say something. If they had come just five minutes earlier, they would have been preaching this service. Mercy. In fact, I'm still thinking about it. Mercy. I'm still thinking about it. It's still possible. Mercy. I Thank think, you, oh, <laughs> can I go and sit down so that you preach? Oh. <laughs> we came to receive I Don't start that one. Oh, my In my husband's church, yes, but not here. <laughs> anyway, Julie, yeah. just say hi to us. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, mommy. I, I want to say you are in a very blessed house, okay? 
it's, it's, it's not a cliche. Uh, it's not a cliche when we say we belong to a family. Uh, for me, I think it's a family. She's my mother, you know, and, you know, to go. I, I just came to see her. I came yesterday night to see her and daddy, and I'm going back after service. Anyway, that should tell you I've come to see my mother. So it's a house. And so when you are here, be here properly. Because if you are not here with the right attitude, blessings will flow over your head. Amen. The right attitude is the key to your blessing. Because you'll be here and, you know, you'll be preaching and say, finish quickly and let's go. I want to go and eat. You know, do something in the house. You won't do anything in the house. You know, this morning, daddy was laughing at me. He said, so you are still an usher. I said, everywhere I go, I'm an usher. You understand? You have to do something. Find something to do. And, and do, do something for yourself. And I, I believe that God will bless you very, very powerfully. Amen. You know, my thinking is, you heard the testimony. Do you think that one day you will also have something that God will have to come through for you? If you are far, please come near. Please come near because you would never know. There was a song I heard says that I wouldn't wait till the trouble comes before I pray. There are times, there will be times that you can't pray. And as she said, it is the communal labor, the closeness that is what will make the faith affect you. So come close if you are far. Amen. And mommy, thanks. Thanks so much. The training we are receiving in house, take it serious. Okay? Take it serious. Wow. Amen. God bless you so much. Oh, put your hands together. Oh. Amen. Some of you, if God makes a mistake and just sends you to the border to Togo, maybe even in church, cry, you go. Hey. Yeah. But they were serious here when they went out there too. They continue to be serious with the Lord. And it's a blessing to see you guys today. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Well, our time is fast, man, but I need to introduce our book for the week, for the month. Amen. And, and at least we'll start. Tell your neighbor that, listen, the cassava, it can spend a little longer in the water, okay? Just, just give me 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And you are great people because this, this, we are always suffering with the time. But you are always calm. You never let me feel that you bore, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh, it's true. Somewhere at 12 o'clock. Huh. Mm. Yeah, so thank you. God bless you so much. But let, let's talk a little bit about what we're going to be discussing this month. And I'm going to be sharing with you from this book, which I know most of you don't have. But that's why I'm going to say, please, you know, listen in church and make your notes. Because I don't also have it to say, buy it. And it's also not there as e-books yet. Yeah, so unless you buy the 51 to 100 Macarios. So if you can get it, it's in there. But it's a very interesting me message because I think you must have seen it before. And past, you know, you know how there are some scriptures, you read them, but you may not dwell on it to think. But when you dwell on it to think, you realize that it's saying something to you. And this book is entitled, Am I Good for Nothing? It's not just uh, daddy being funny. No, it's actually from a scripture. It's a scripture that's bringing this question. So let's take a look at Matthew chapter 5. We'll start with verse 13. You'll see where it's coming from. Matthew 5, 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost his savor, 
wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing. Do you see where it's coming from? It's thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. So this is something that Jesus is talking to his people about, you know. And, and sometimes one of the mistakes that we make as believers is that we feel that unless I feel something, it's not it. I don't know if you get me. So for instance, if somebody comes to you and says you are righteous, because you know you just finished lying. <laughs> are you here? <laughs> because you know that you didn't exactly do what they asked you to do. And because you don't walk with an awareness of righteousness, you even say, no. Oh, those of you at the back, are you alive? What I'm saying, is it true or it's not true? How many of us, we walk around with the feeling, look, come on, I'm righteous. <laughs> I'm righteous. Okay, I feel righteous, so I'm righteous. You realize that? No. The reverse, rather. If anything at all, we feel unrighteous. But that cannot negate the scripture that says that we are the righteousness of God. God made him to be sin who knew no sin. Are you seeing it? That because of Jesus, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So regardless of how you feel, it's a fact. Now, this, is, this scripture in Matthew 5 is one of them. Honestly, as I'm standing here, I don't feel like salt. Please, can you ask? Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. He says he too. He doesn't feel like salt. Please, I can inquire from your next neighbor. Do you feel like salt? No. Do you feel like salt? In fact, in fact, if you felt like it, it would even be a negative thing. In the sense that either you have gone to uh, swim in the sea and you can feel the saltiness, or you have really sweated. On some days when you really sweat, if you were to taste it, you see that it's salty. So if even at all, Christ would have been negative. But here is Jesus saying something. You are the salt of the earth. It's a statement. Whether you feel like it or not, whether you look like it or not, you are the salt of the earth. Amen. You are the salt of the earth. Uh, have you ever eaten food that has no salt? How, how did you feel about it? Would you like to have that food again? I went to a certain country that starts with an alphabet one of the alphabets I can't tell you where they cook without salt too. you see uh, the missionaries they, they are very you know close friends and they used to tell me that that's how it is there I never believed them so who cooks who in this earth cooks without salt they actually cook without salt then after they finish cooking then they will bring the food with the salt by it Oh, I mean, there's no salt anywhere. As I was there, so imagine. And do you know that when you don't salt the food before, very difficult to get the taste. I was either always oversalting or undersalting. <laughs> it was very wild, very very wild. You see, so 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 I'm saying this to say that, for all you know. They had put very expensive spices in that food. But how many of us know that no matter how well you spice the food, the salt is the king of the spices. Without it, it doesn't matter what you put there. When I was doing my, when we were in our final year on campus, our first degree, I had a colleague, she was working in crop science. 
you know, I was animals. I don't do anything crops. But I remember the title of her thesis up to today. And the title of her thesis was um, um, Pepe, the king of all the spices. I said, no. I disagree. I disagree. I said, no. Pepe cannot be the king of all the spices because there are foods we eat without pepe. There are whole parts of the world that there's no pepe in the food and they eat it. She had her reasons for that title. Her supervisor had that reason. But, king, but salt is definitely the king because it is the one without which there is no taste. Now let's apply that to this sentence. You are the salt of the earth. Just say, without you, the earth, no taste. And yet, it's not nice. It's not sweet. Life is just not something. You say, oh, as I'm sitting here with my problems, in spite of your problems, Jesus said you are the salt. So you plus your problems, you are the salt. Hey! Please, can you push your neighbor again and say, it doesn't matter if you don't feel like salt. (laughs) Then he goes on to say, if the salt has lost his savor, because salt can expire. I remember one time Bishop was talking about this, and I still remember the example he gave. He said that he went to make to fry eggs. Some of you men, you never touch even a fork in your house, but he did. He was frying his own eggs. And he didn't know that the salt that was he was about to use had expired. He didn't know. So he added it to the egg. When he went, he said, and he made a comment. He said, I like salt. He said, he went to sit down. He ate the egg. I said, she him. So the next time he was going to fry the egg, he took another container of the salt. Man, the salt, it had not expired. <laughs> and he said he used the information of the previous egg to now salt the new egg. They said he couldn't eat the egg. Too much salt. Too much salt. So it just shows that salt can lose its potency. And so Jesus said that I've placed you as salt on the earth, but if you have lost your potency, what can be done with you? And then he says, nothing can be done because up to now, they've discovered a lot of things. So if your kidney is worrying you, they can collect your brother's kidney and put it in you to work. Your heart is worrying you, they can exchange it. Your liver, there's a problem, they can cut somebody's liver some, put it in you, it will grow. I mean, they've discovered incredible things, but they have not discovered how to make saltless salt come back to saltiness. But you see, Jesus knew it already. and said, if you have lost your saltiness, Charlie, good for nothing. Put your hand on your head and say, ah, may I never be good for nothing. May I never be good for nothing. He says, it is good for nothing, only to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. Please, can we see this scripture in the Amplified Bible? Sometimes when you go to another version, to open it small. So let's see what Amplified says. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste and into bracket, put purpose. So if you have lost the purpose, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people. You know, in many parts of the world, the church is walked on by people. Hey, are you there? It is what? This morning, we heard some very interesting something. Somebody 
had gone to pick up people from a hostel. When the person got there, she said, all the people from different churches who had come were sitting outside. Water. The porter says that now they have instituted visiting hours so they cannot come in. You see? She asked the porter, since when? And she entered. There was an almighty showdown that we are going to continue after church service. Yes, because we are sought that there's saltiness inside. We'll not accept it. Because if it was a girl come sleep with a guy, that would be no question. University. Is it SHS? That's why we are going to continue. (laughs) But pastor, you see, Christians must not fight. Then the part of your Bible where Jesus lashed people in the church, remove it. Remove it. Fighting for the house of God, it is inside. When people are doing nonsense, and you see, because when you have lost your saltiness, you are quiet. That's why they walk over you. What bad have we come to do? That same hostel, people sell shisha inside. They have not done anything. Hmm. Are you in the church? Where is your saltiness? You are busy quarreling with somebody over 20 persons that cannot serve a soul. <laughs> but what is needed? That one you have not done. Hey. Church is very quiet. Oh, me, I've even taken the name of the hostel. Me, kwa kobiye, so who website? Me, oh, hey. Penuni humbia. Are we in SHS? Ah, what do you mean? You see, what pained me was that other Christians that come, they were sitting outside. We won't sit outside. No way. No way. Where is that rule from? Because of that rule, your hostel will be empty next year. What are you trying me? As you have made people pray for in that same hostel, there are three in a room. They have put eight people there. And the poor are quiet. We have not said anything. We are now going to say, hey, hey, tell them, we cannot be good for nothing. I know some people are saying that, mommy, you like quarreling too much. I don't like quarreling. I don't, no, I don't even, I don't even, I don't have arguments. No. But house of God things, kai, chai, chai. Eh? You go for the egg of the dinosaur. We shall chase you. We won't leave you at all. You have my eggs there. My eggs are there. <laughs> Please, let's continue. Take us to the message Bible. <laughs> the message Bible. He, the guy, he'll regret it. Ah, Potter. On the Ukrainian fan channel. Now, let me tell you why you are here. <laughs> this is message Bible. <laughs> In case you didn't know. He said, let me tell you why you are here. Some of you think that you are on earth to earn money that you will leave behind. Maybe you have not asked died before. So see that testimony she was saying so calmly. She actually died. Maybe you don't know. That's what it means for your spirit to be standing. Watching your body. You see, if you have been in this church for a long time, you know that me, I don't run to the hospital to visit people. It's true. It's, it's one of my... If I, it's not even hospital. Even your house cry, I bet you answer. <laughs> the station is one of my difficult things. Hey! But that day, when I was, I said, Kumi, listen, we better... No, I said, this one is a visitation from the devil. We have to confront it there. Let's go. She was cold, like ice. Oh, yes. Cold, like something lying there. Are you there? Hmm? She had gone. 
you know, so maybe you don't know why you are here, but I want to, you see, I don't want to belabor the point. I've asked her whether, as she was standing there, she went back home to go and collect her bags, her money, their businesses from the shop, her last sales. Furthest thing from your mind even, you see. So don't make a mistake between the things that are necessary for life on this earth and your purpose for being here. I hope you're understanding. There are two different things. Uh-huh. So when you go and do further studies, when you go and do another job, you are just doing the things that are helping you to survive. To survive. Because as for surviving, you have to survive. In fact, we are choosing which kind of sweat to sweat. Sweaty, we shall all sweat and work, I tell you. The one digging a trench is sweating. The one who is sitting in air-conditioning office, we are all sweating. Somebody told me today, she said the work she has, when she gets to her work at 6 a.m., she closes at 10 p.m. I said, what? And it's one of those jobs, you don't sit down. Movement, movement, movement. Are you there? It's what you are doing to survive. It is not your purpose. Purpose is the reason why you are here. So look at it, it explains. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. <laughs> I, know, I know the words are plenty. Let's take our time. Our English teacher didn't die. We will understand it. <laughs> you are here to be the seasoning. But you see, if he just says seasoning, then we could say pepper. So no, no, no. Not the pepper seasoning. Not the, give me another, uh, what? Not the nutmeg, not the maggi. Not the ojengma. Not the what? What? Inkiti, inkiti. Hey, not that one too. What again? Not the garlic. Not the, what pepper? Negro pepper. Hey, <laughs> Not the oregano. No, no. So he's distinguishing which of the seasoning he's talking about. He says, you are here to be the salt, the king of the spices seasoning. Then he shows some. He says, that brings out the God flavors. You see, you need something to bring out the flavor. If you have ever done flavors before, they will tell you that salt is the carrier of sugar. That's why those of you who like to make your cocoa without salt, you eat far more sugar than those who put salt. If you put a little salt inside, your sugar can half and you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the salt will carry the sugar. <laughs> and so with just a little sugar, you are okay. But if you remove the salt, ah, you put one spoon of the thing, you take, no, no. Then you put another spoon, you taste, no. All you actually need is a pinch of salt and suddenly that sugar is okay. So he's saying, there is a flavor of God around. It's just around. But for that flavor of God that is around to touch your life, to touch the life of others, he needs you who is the salt to arrive and appear and as you do you bring the salt with you which now causes the flavor of god to be tasted hallelujah you know when i first read this translation i was reminded of the time when somebody close to me died 
close to my husband and I, and our family died. It was a very sudden death, and honestly, we were very dazed. Now, the person, as with all of us, had two sides of the family. In fact, if you are here, your parents are both alive. You actually have four sides, because it would be your father's father's people, your father's mother's people, your mother's father's people, and your mother's mother's people. Are you there? Now, <laughs> this person was an adult, so the person had two sides. Of the two sides, one side was Christian. The other side was... <clears throat> the other side was also there. <laughs> Are you here? So when this person passed away, we were really dazed. Sometimes you're a believer, but you're dazed. It's unexpected. I didn't expect that. And for a while... So we were in the house together with the, 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 the widow of the person, the person's spouse. Then the side that had God would enter the house. And they would always enter. They came in because you know that one too, they come in batches. As they are coming, almost by design, even though they came on different days and at different times, they will enter with a worship song. They will come, oh yes, as they are shaking hands and greetings, it was long before COVID. They'll shake hands, shake hands. And as they shook hands and went out singing the song, we would find ourselves joining in the singing. And the general low, depressed attitude, I mean, atmosphere of the house would be lifted. The God's flavors, the God flavors will be coming forth. A short while after them, or maybe an hour or two later, the other side will go. Hey! Don't wait till they have gathered at the gate. Uh, 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 they will cry. Hey. As they come inside, our tears that had dried, we'll stop crying. As they come, it will come all over again. And we'll go down in spirit. And we'll go down again to our feelings of bewilderness. Bewilderment will go down. And Pastor Matan, you saying that when we go, we shouldn't cry. Listen. The person who is bereaved is already weeping. Oh. Already down, 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 down. You see? Yeah. So when you go with your weeping, I'm not sure exactly what you're going to do. Hey. Hmm. At a point, we began to time. Mm-hmm. So we are there. Then the, the salt carrying people will come. When they come, that's the time we're going to ask the widow. Let us bring you some small salt there, some small cocoa, and she will drink it. When these other ones, the willers come, she can't eat, she can't sleep, she can't do anything. When the others come, we can get her to drink something small for a little time to forget her sorrow. Are you in the church? Today I want to ask you, what's your purpose? As you are moving around in the office that you are in, are you bringing salt? Or when they are all there, Talking about how depressed the economy is. You there, you even add more. You see what we are in right now, eh? If you joke, you'll be depressed. Because we slept one day and our money was money. When we woke up, the money was half the power. <laughs> the people are very quiet too. <laughs> Look, I travel all the time. I knew the fuel that my car takes. Jojo, we parked at the place. 
we filled it as we always do. When we finished, the man looked at my face and told me that we should pay 900. I said, what, what, what? Since when? Now Christ even worse. So if you are going to sit down and dwell on it and continue, by nightfall you pick your heart off the floor. Do you understand? You'll be so demoralized, you'll end up quitting the job you have out of depression. But when you come with the salt, the salt which says he's going to look after us, the salt which says that, look, come on, you can't be that. You're not going to be a lender. You're not going to be a borrower. You are, you, oh, the salt which says that you have everything that you need. The salt which says that you just believe in him. The salt which says that you plant the seed. It's going to grow. The salt, you'll be encouraged in spite of the fact that things are, are down. But you see, it's also very serious because, look at it, it says, if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You see, God is a spiritual. We can't see him. That's why he needs you, who is flesh. The story is told of a little boy who used to be afraid of thunderstorms. One night he went to sleep and there was, who knows what a thunderstorm is? Because some of you, your teacher died early. <laughs> you know, the rain that comes with the flash of lightning and the noise. There are some of us who fear the lightning. There are some too who fear the noise. I don't know which one. Please ask your neighbor, which one, which one do you fear? <laughs> and some fear both. Okay. So in the middle of a thunderstorm, the little boy ran to the room of his parents. And he climbed inside their bed. And the father said, oh, what's happening? He said, I was afraid. I'm afraid. And the father, to encourage him, said, oh, but you know that Jesus is with you. You know that God is with you everywhere. You know the little boy's answer. Oh, yes, I know that God is everywhere. But right now, I need something with skin on it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So look, God is everywhere. He's there. His godliness is around. But God who knows that human beings, we need something with skin on it. Or maybe we should say salt on it. We need something we can see and feel and hear. Which will now encourage us that God has not forgotten us. That God has not left us. Are you in the house? From today, I want you to make up your mind. I'm not going to be useless. Hmm. Let's finish what this guy, when he finishes talking, see, at a point, I didn't like Message Bible because, look, the word of God already, the way he says the thing. Just look at that. You have lost your usefulness. Already, you're telling me I've lost my, my use. Look at it. And will end up in the garbage. Oh! Massa. So, what he's saying is that if you will not be the salt for God, Charlie, we ain't even so bola, bola. But that is not going to be our fate, and that is why I want you to promise yourself that this month you are not going to miss any Sunday. As we come, we're going to look at you see because there are many things that you can do that are the salt. I hope you understand. There are many things you can do. Even salt is not one kind. There's rock salt. There are different types which do different things, you know? Are you, are you there? And it has different uses. Sometimes we put salt for taste. But we also use it for a preservative. Uh-huh. We use it to, yes, when you are there, you have a wound. You know, you don't have a chest, Charlie. Salty water. 
It's a disinfectant. That's a lot of things. Some of you, you have dry eyes. When you go and see the optician, they'll say, buy tears. I can tell you it is just water with 0.05% salt. That's all that it is. And you pour it and then the eyes are watered and they are okay. Salt. Salt. Your ability to feel affected by the salt in your body. Hallelujah. So it just represents the different, different things. Because sometimes you are there and you feel that, oh, me dear, shall I can't be a basenta leader. So it means I can't do anything. It's not true. Not true. So many other things. You are still the salt. You know, you are still the salt. Are you in the house? You are still the salt. I was telling somebody that the way you walk in my office, it's only because of your laughter that you are here. You may say, what is the use of that? A pastor's office can be a place of a lot of sorrow. Oh, yes. Sometimes you can sit there you are crying because somebody has come to share something that your, your, your heart cannot even take it. Or sometimes you're so angry. You think that your, your blood pressure, if you were taking this up, then somebody is perpetually happy laughing through the office. I don't know what your salt is. <laughs> but in this month, we're going to look at the different things. Hallelujah. And my prayer is that by the end of the month, you'd have seen your part. Amen the one that you are able to do, the thing you are able to do, which will bring out God's flavor onto the earth. You want to stand to your feet this afternoon. Stand to your feet. And for a moment, you just want to bow your head and pray. And you just want to say, Lord, I don't want to be good for nothing. I don't want to be good for nothing. I don't want to be good for nothing. And so, Lord, show me what it is. What is my contribution? Show me, Lord. Where to place my salt so that I too would have done something for you. I too would have made a certain flavor to come out in the end. Talk to him for a few minutes. A few minutes. We're just about closing, but talk to him for a few minutes. Hey, Christian, as if it was football, we'll be hearing you all. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lord, forgive me. I didn't know that I was salt, but now I'm understanding. I'm understanding. Please don't throw me out. But help me to see where I fit and what I can do to bring your salt, to bring your taste, to bring your flavor to others. Pray for a few minutes. Pray for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon. You have not yet prayed to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to give you that opportunity. It is for you to become His. And that is what makes you the salt of the earth. Not just being human and walking around, but somebody who has given their life to Jesus. So as you are here, if you've not given your life to the Lord Jesus, just lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. We're going to change it. Just lift your hand up. God bless you. God bless you. I'm seeing a few hands up, please. If your hand is up, just allow the pastors, the ashes to guide you and to bring you. Please come to me. We're going to pray together. Please come. Just come. Step out and come. God bless you. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Young man, just come. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, God bless you. Let him have his way. Your heart is beating in there. 
it's a sign Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart today. Just come. Idea, come. watching online and you want to give your life to Jesus as well, I want you to pray this prayer also with us. And those of us here in the house help us. In front, make this your prayer from your heart. You want to say Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sin. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for these three young men. I pray, Lord, that as they have given their lives to you today, that, Lord, it will be the beginning of something new and powerful as they become the salt of the earth. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIDS. God richly bless you.